Listener Production. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today, you've got me, Emma Perfetto, to examine just what's in the substances people pay to get injected into their faces. Non-surgical cosmetic enhancements are becoming increasingly popular in Australia. In fact, the Australian facial injectable market size was valued at 2.9 billion US dollars in 2021, and it's projected to reach 22.8 billion by 2030, according to a market research report by Grandview Research. Cosmetic injections are medical procedures that involve injecting a substance under your skin to change some part of your appearance. Whether you want to reduce the appearance of wrinkles in your forehead, increase the fullness of your lips, or reduce the amount of fat under your chin, there's a chemical substance that can be injected to do it. But what exactly are these substances? How do they work? And are there risks associated with going under the needle? Let's start with the classic cosmetic injectable, Botox. Botox is a drug made from botulinum toxin, a neurotoxin protein produced by the bacteria Clostridium botulinum. In large amounts, this neurotoxin can cause botulism, a rare but serious illness that affects the nerves and can even result in death. Botulinum toxin actually consists of seven different subtypes of toxins, but only botulinum toxin types A and B are used clinically. Type A is the one approved as a cosmetic injectable, and it can be used to soften the appearance of facial wrinkles and adjust brow positioning. According to that report by Grandview Research, more than 6 million surgeries or treatments involving botulinum toxin type A are carried out each year. There are two different forms of type A currently available in Australia under the brand names Botox and Dysport. But how does it work? When injected intramuscularly, the protein blocks nerve signals from reaching injected muscles, which stops them from being able to contract. The resulting localised muscle weakness, or paralysis, prevents the muscles from forming lines in the skin. Interestingly, Botox can also be used to treat excessive sweating, known as hyperhidrosis, by injections into the dermis, which blocks signals from the nerves to the sweat glands. Botulinum toxin is a type of enzyme called a protease, and it cleaves or cuts specific proteins that are essential for the release of neurotransmitters. These are chemical messengers used by the nervous system to transmit messages between neurons or from neurons to muscles. Specifically, it blocks the release of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine from presynaptic motor neurons. The effects of Botox ultimately aren't permanent because function is recovered by the sprouting of new, unaffected nerve terminals in around three to four months. What about the increasingly popular dermal fillers, like hyaluronic acid? Dermal fillers are substances injected into the skin to plump out wrinkles or alter the shape of the face in some way. For instance, to add volume to the lips or cheeks or alter the shape of the nose or jawline. Hyaluronic acid is a glycosaminoglycan disaccharide, which is a long and confusing word, but it basically means that it's a very long, 
linear polymer that is made up of many repeating units of two different sugar molecules. Hyaluronic acid is found naturally throughout the body, so it has a low potential for triggering an immune response when it's administered. Hyaluronic acid has phenomenal water-binding properties, and it's one of the most hydrophilic, or water-loving, molecules in nature. Just one gram of it can bind up to six litres of water, kind of like how gelatin binds up water to form jelly. Because of this, it is most abundant in the extracellular matrix space between skin cells, where it helps to maintain the skin's structure. There isn't one universal hyaluronic acid filler, because it can be modified to have different physical properties, which alters the way it can be used. For instance, the firmness and stress resistance of the hyaluronic acid gel substance can be increased by introducing chemical bonds to cross-link between the polymer strands. Softer or thinner hyaluronic acid fillers are used for areas that should have a natural give, like plumping the lips or filling wrinkles. Whereas thicker textures that don't deform as easily are better for defining or altering the appearance of features like the nose, jawline, or cheekbones. Chemical crosslinks between the hyaluronic acid strands also results in longer-lasting fillers by making them more resistant to degradation by protein enzymes. Hyaluronic acid injections aren't permanent and are slowly broken down and reabsorbed into the body over time. It's done by an enzyme found throughout the body called hyaluronidase, which cuts up the long hyaluronic acid polymers into smaller fragments that are then further degraded by other enzymes. So, while it means you have to go back in for top-ups, it also means that these injections are easily reversible because hyaluronidase can be injected to dissolve them. But hyaluronic acid isn't the only kind of substance used as dermal fillers. In Australia, collagen, calcium hydroxylapatite, and polymer fillers such as poly-L-lactic acid are also used as dermal fillers, though they are much less popular. Collagen was the first material to be approved by the US Food and Drug Administration for injection into facial scars, furrows, and lines. Collagen is a protein that is a major structural component of the dermis of the skin and provides strength and support to it. As we age, the production of collagen decreases and that results in the reduction in skin volume seen in aged skin. But cosmetic collagen is usually derived from cows, so it can trigger an allergic response and requires at least two tests before being administered. Another filler procedure involves synthetic calcium hydroxylapatite microspheres, which are injected while suspended within a gel. The gel replaces lost volume in the skin and gradually dissipates over time, leaving behind the microspheres. These stimulate the production of new collagen in the skin, which then lasts for an average of 12 to 18 months. These microspheres are biodegradable and are broken down into calcium and phosphate ions, which are reabsorbed into the body. But what if instead of adding volume, you want to get rid of it? Lipolytic injections are a non-surgical way to reduce localised subcutaneous fat deposits, like the dreaded double chin. The substances phosphatidylcholine and deoxycholic acid are used to chemically reduce the number of fat cells around the injection site by causing the fat cells to die. 
deoxycholic acid, a bile salt, induces fat cell death by acting as a detergent to break apart the cell membranes. Then comes phosphatidylcholine, a phospholipid molecule that has a hydrophilic or water-loving head and two hydrophobic or fat-soluble tails. The exact mechanism of action for this molecule isn't well understood, but it's thought that it stimulates enzymes called lipases to break down fats. So where do I sign up? Before you go out and book an appointment, here's a quick safety PSA. With cosmetic injections, like any medical procedure, there are always risks involved. And sometimes these risks can be serious and even life-threatening. Many things can go wrong, depending on the way a substance is administered, the skill of the person injecting you, and the actual substance itself. Also, the substances I've been talking about are prescription-only medicines, so they can only be prescribed by a registered medical practitioner following a consultation to make sure that the injections are safe for you. Anyone that performs a cosmetic injection must have extensive knowledge of facial anatomy, as well as the required training and experience so that the risk of something adverse happening can be minimised. The TGA recommend finding a registered practitioner by going to apra.com.au and making sure that the product used in your procedure is registered by checking the Australian Register of Therapeutic Goods, which lists all of the products that can be legally supplied in Australia. Thanks for listening to me talk about the science of cosmetic injectables. We'll be back soon with even more weird and wacky answers to life's questions. But in the meantime, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huh? Science Explained. Huh?